8.55 p.m. Whew. And I'm back. I'm sorry I missed uh, last week fucking Valentine's Day. I left Joe. I, I literally left you guys on red. Um, left you guys at the altar. Didn't show up to dinner. Whatever it was. It was really because of a fucking IT issue. Um, my stupid MacBook. Shout out Apple products. I mean, America used to be a country worth fighting for it used to be a country worth i mean they they developed products and they lasted and you get them repaired and you keep them you know you to go to your if, if you're if you're american you go to your american grandma's house you go to fucking Mima's house and you're just looking at Mima. what how long have you had this couch well i've had it for at least 2900 years and they, they just keep reupholstering it because it has good bones it has good bones I, I get it. Like at that at that point, Mima could have bought a new couch from fucking Living Spaces, but she spends triple to keep the old thing because she knows it's better. She knows it's better, or she's ignorant and doesn't care. Either way, it doesn't matter. My point is, products used to mean something. They used to work, and you know they've just my entire life they've sucked. Um, <laughs> I never got the heyday. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, what what nine eleven? I was like eight, you know. Like every, I mean, this is what this is what happens. Um, <laughs> this is like the craziest intro. Just a quick pivot. Let's talk about nine eleven. Um, man, I got so much shit to say. Uh, this week I had a lot of you know shit go on. <sighs> but as far as the program. I wanted to talk about um, someone I've talked about before, I feel like, but uh, the legend, Paul Mooney. Um, if you hang out in my house, which none of you really do or ever will, um, <laughs> I have a, a a wall. And on my wall, I have like a couple of photos that are really important to me. There was like an article that got written about me and I got the print up and that's on the wall. I got like fucking some hunter s thompson thing i like on the wall i have some other art that i like on the wall and then i have like a photo of red fox and it's like red fox sanford and son uh he's sitting on a porch with lamont um and so sanford and son's really important to me let me <laughs> let me backtrack my dad um when i was a kid did he he made very few like rules. Like he made very, he wasn't like a rules type of person, but he was someone who, and this could be cause he's a drunk. I don't know. <sighs> Beats me, but he loved like appointment. Like there was appointment television. Like there were certain things where even if he was kind of hammered, like we made it a point to sit down and watch. And back in the day before TV land decided to like bend over backward and become like the next Bravo. And I guess TV land has like reruns of everybody loves Raymond and it has like home flipping or something. <laughs> but back in the day, it was this like weird channel that would show shit like Sanford and son. And now Sanford and son is on like me TV and like entertainment one, or there's some like black network that, that shows it. It's cool. But, but my point is, TV land was like a mainstream cable channel, blah, 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 blah. When I was a kid, my dad would make it like a thing where we would watch, uh, 
certain programs on TV Land, and it was like a weekly thing. And TV Land would introduce them like their new shows, <laughs> but they were super old. And so we'd watch Sanford and Son, we'd watch All in the Family, we'd watch Good Times, we'd watch The Jeffersons. So like while other people are watching, you know, there was that one show everybody at school watched. It, it was like a, a God damn it, it was I think it was Frankie Muniz and the dude who sells meth. Um. Oh my God, Walter White. What is that actor's fucking name? Frankie Muniz and Walter White, and they're like a family. Hold on, let me look this up. This is gonna piss me the fuck off. When was it, Frankie Muniz? Am I fucking this up? Hold on, Walter White, Frankie Muniz show. Um, God, if I'm wrong. Nope, I'm not wrong. And I'm surprised Brave picked this up. Get the Brave uh, app. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle. That's what was it. That's what it was. Like kids would be watching Malcolm in the Middle and I'd be watching the Jeffersons and I was retarded and I, I couldn't really, my English was weird. <laughs> so I, I, I watched the Jeffersons and I watched like All in the Family and I watched uh, Sanford and Son. So th- this is like a full circle. So if you don't know Paul Mooney, Paul Mooney died last year. He's a uh, comedian, a legendary black comedian uh, who was just like, uh, he helped Richard Pryor. He wrote a bunch of shit for Sanford and Son. He was huge. I mean, just just a huge icon, really close with Dick Gregory, who we've talked about on the show before. Paul Mooney's just a fucking legend. Chappelle had Paul Mooney on his show, like in the 2000s. And, And one of the few things I could watch was comedy as a kid. Like I was allowed to watch Chappelle show. I was allowed to watch Crank Yankers. I wasn't allowed to watch Malcolm in the Middle for some I, my mom hated the actors or something and she thought it was weird. But uh Paul Mooney was fucking amazing. Just an amazing comedic mind. And oftentimes if I'm I don't know, sometimes I need to pick me up, I'll just throw on some fucking comedy that I like. And last week I was in this Paul Mooney fucking hole and it's like, it's crazy. I posted something on Twitter a while ago. It was this joke where he was comparing like, he was comparing like, he was comparing like how white people are treated uh, when they're like serial killers versus like, God forbid, a black person commits a, a murder and how <laughs> how different the law is applied. And it was, it was just a really fucking funny Paul Mooney bit. And I posted on Twitter and Spring Mooney, his daughter, uh, saw the tweet somehow and I followed her on Twitter and I, I finally found her on Instagram and I was really considering like how the fuck could I get her on this show? I think that would be really cool to be able to have a conversation with like the daughter of Paul Mooney. So keep listening and fucking supporting the show and I will let you know if you have questions for her, you can email me uh, at theunfunnycavinshow at gmail.com I think that would be a great interview. Like, it'd be great to just have her on the fucking program. We can talk comedy. We can talk about her father. <sighs> it would be really cool. Cause I just, it's, I have a soft spot. I just, I love fucking Red Fox. I love Paul Mooney. I've obviously, I love Chappelle, but um, just such a good, he was so effort. That's what I wrote. My tweet was like, Paul Mooney was so effortlessly funny. He's one of the, like, if you guys look him up and watch him, He's just effort, like, he's obviously writing most of this shit, but he's so, he's so good at it that you have no, it's, it's, it's as though, like, if you've ever, if you ever remember watching stand-up, like, for the first time in your life, like, 
maybe you were younger or maybe you've never done it and you're just a freak when you when you see a comedian live that's really good like super fucking good or you watch a really good you know special or something at home like when you first see it you're like wow like i remember when i was a kid i'd be like wow like they're just that funny like he just got up there and just started talking you know other comedians have said this this is not controversial i'm not the first person to have experienced this as a kid like I thought, I was like, God damn it. Like when I watched Paul Mooney, I was like, that's just him. He's just talking. And I'm super convinced he didn't even write, although he was a legendary writer, you know? Like that's how good he was. You know, he be so good that you convince people that you are, this is you in your natural element. And he never looked more natural than when he was fucking on stage killing. And man, was he fucking funny. Oh my God. And behind some of the craziest fucking minds of comedy. Um, man. And I just feel like, in my opinion, wildly underrated. Like, he's a wildly underrated comic, guys. Like, I'm telling you, he's so fucking funny. Um, so I had to talk about that. Um, and then, you know, obviously Valentine's Day. I was wondering how you guys dealt with that. You know, let me know about how that went. The Unfunny Kevin Show at gmail.com. Um, and let me know if you want me to get spring Mooney on, I'm really going to push for this. I'm, I'm going to tr- do my best. I think that would be really cool. Another thing I was considering doing, and you guys can let me know how you feel about this too. I'll post a poll on Instagram this week, but basically I thought it'd be really interesting to get somebody like whether I get like rappers from tapped in that I talk to or other, other musicians, <sighs> or, or maybe comics I get, I'm thinking about doing something that's like almost like ACA, like adult children of alcoholics, like a group where like, if your parents were an addict, we get on the show and we just riff. We just fucking crack. We just talk shit, mad jokes. We share crazy stories about our own individual experiences. I don't know. It helps me deal with shit. I've had a lot of people tell me that this show does that for them when I share or I overshare about, um, you know, my childhood or something I went through. So if that does help, I think that would be cool. And if I can get anything comedic out of it, if I can juice it for any comedy, that would just be a fucking bonus, in my opinion. You know, that would just be great. Um, Normally, right now, I take a Lucy J CBD break. Folks, if you're trying to relax and chill, take the edge off of Putin. Take the edge off of Ukraine. Who knows? Who knows what's going on? Is it Ukraine? Is it Ukraine? Joe Biden's coming out, and he's... He's telling you one thing, who knows, you know, he's like, hey, hey, man, hey, listen up, listen up, pal. Hey, I'm talking to you, man. Yeah, you, yeah, I'm talking to you. Yeah, I talked to Putin. I called him. I called Putin Pop. Yeah, I talked to Putin Pop. I said, look, man, I said, look, you here, bucko. Look, I'm talking about Ukrainians, man. You're fucking neighbors, all right? We're talking about little ukrainian kids and they they touch my legs you you've seen the biden bit at the pool look it up if you haven't we're dealing with a lot of shit here lucy j <laughs> lucyjcbd.com lucyjcbd has premium cbd flour rolled in the pre-rolls ready to go keeps you level-headed follow them at lucyjcbd on all platforms this message is sponsored by your president um Anyways, what I was trying to get to is I think there might be some benefit in bringing in some folks to have some conversations. I think that'd be fun. But back to my insane ranting and raving. 
Um, I really want to do my best to leverage tapped in in some way where I can flip it on its ass and like turn it into something crazier and bigger than it can be. You know, I want like I have tapped in music. I want like a tapped in comedy. I want maybe like a fucking tapped in film or I don't know. I want, I want to do a bunch of shit with it. And I feel like it's, it's that time, you know, like we've been doing the brand for like two years and like trying to kick it to the next level working with like, I want, I want to get a bunch of marketing for the shit, but Anyway, we're getting some, we're working on episode 100 and it's like a fucking crazy moment. Like for a lot of you that listen to the show, you might not know about tapped in if you don't tapped in music.com. Um, and you know, you can look up the article and shit like that online, but I, I've talked about it before, but I basically started this shit with my buddies in a barber shop, and we went from there to a studio to almost a hundred episodes later. And we talked to a bunch of musicians, rappers, producers, R&B artists, singers, some comics that I love. And it's it's been great. It's been a really fun journey. But I feel like, you know, I got, I, I told you guys, I do comedy. I do this show. I got tapped in. And I fucking work a real job. I work a real job. And that's the worst thing in the world. It's the worst thing on my plate. But I can get to that next plateau by continuing to push the products, push the tapped in, push the comedy. And I'm doing that this year and it, it feels good. I know I've talked about it on this show before. Um, it feels good. And we're approaching episode 60. We're like only, we're like this, by the end of this year, we should be hitting our own episode 100 at which point, like I said, we may be rolling out a Patreon, but yeah, it's going to be interesting, and I'm I'm excited for this upcoming year. Spent a lot of time with my grandma on Sunday. Just going to get right into that. Now, my grandma suffers from dementia, but she's a fucking soldier. She's been through a bunch of shit. Left her country behind. Left Her, she, her husband died. She immigrated to America. Learned the language. Raised a thousand children, uh, grandchildren. She's just a fucking saint. And um, so she's suffering from dementia, and we play backgammon. Right. So that's our thing. We love playing backgammon. And my mom was kind of worried that my grandmother wouldn't be able to play backgammon with me when I went Sunday to visit her. But she was a fucking trooper. She did a great job. Um, since she moved into this memory care facility, this like apartment for old folks, whatever you want to call it, um, there's been a little bit of a decline, but her quality of life is much better. Right. Because she's fucking taken care of 24 seven. And so that's the bright side, right? That's the bright side. But as somebody who's been through a lot of shit, I feel like it's important to learn how to appreciate those little slivers of fucking sunlight. The little positivity that you can gleam from the darkest fucking corners of your day, that's a testament to who you fucking are, right? So a lot of people will avoid visiting their old Mima because they're scared. It reminds them of their own mortality. It's icky. It's not a fun situation. It's not blowjobs and ice cream. It's old people and cognitive decline. But let me tell you something, man. You do it for you as much as you do it for them, and you make a big difference. So check up on your Mima. Check up on your mom. Check up on your dad. Take the fucking advice. This isn't even a joke. Although it is kind of funny 
Because when you go to those old folks' home, you get to see a variety of folks. Like I saw one guy who literally his spine was like a cane. I'm not even exaggerating. His head, you know, like sometimes they have, I forgot what the condition is, but like they can't stop looking at their shoes. Like this guy's head was literally aimed at his cock. Like it looked like he broke his neck trying to auto self fellatio ing. <laughs> and he was happy as a clam. He had no teeth. He kind of like looked up at me when I walked in. It was kind of like an amazing sight. I'd never seen anything like that. There was another person in there that literally was sitting in the lobby, sipping a tea, and she actually had no teeth and she had dentures in one hand. And I, when I walked in, I said, hey, how you doing? And she was like, mask, mask. She just started yelling mask. And I had a mask on. So I don't know if she wanted a mask. I could see her gums, bro. She had crazy gums. It was insane. It was a good, it was an you know, interesting environment. But my point is the, the the kindness is free and it fucking goes a long way, right? We're all sinners. We all do terrible things. <sighs> I've fucking done enough to, I don't you know. Um, but I think it's good. The good is good, right? The bad is bad. So like do your best to fucking check on the fucking people you love. Be a human being, you know? My grandma showed me some shit. It's like a plaque that has like some writing in Farsi and it's like uh, some poem that she loves and it goes it, translated is actually very funny but it basically says be sure that you yourself are strong enough to withstand the hardship and the evils and the troubles and the problems of the world and be so strong that if you need to bend you won't get fucked how crazy is that if you need to bend, get on your knees, take a little breather, take a break, take a time out. Be strong enough that you won't get fucked when you do so. Don't let anybody fuck you from behind. Don't let anybody get you from your weakest moment to your strongest moment. Always stay consistent and be fucking strong. It's like the craziest thing from a 91-year-old woman's mouth. But it's true, right? Like there is truth in that. Like you got to be a fucking tank. You have to be strong. And you also have to be loving and compassionate. It's a crazy duality, but that's the best way to operate in this world, man. Got to have that thick skin, but also that sense of humor. And you got to be able to spread the love, man. Fuck the hate. Holy shit. You ever met someone who's old and hateful and spiteful? They're fucking miserable. It's awful. They can't fucking operate, man. It's crazy as fuck. I can't do that shit. I just fucking can't. Ugh. It's crazy. And I was a spiteful fucking kid. I really was like I, I went through phases of like I hate my father understandable oh, I fucking hate my mother not understandable but I didn't like her for a while because I thought like she enabled him and then I hated my grandfather understandable most people understand that because um, I was like oh he gave birth to this demon you know um, but it's not appropriate you know <laughs> that's not what life's about you know like when I was a kid. I had a fucking crazy near-death experience when I was like six. I think I've talked about this on the show. Like slipped on the Persian rug, hand went through a glass door, ripped my uh, fucking one, a couple of veins and artery flows to my heart, got shattered or, or got severed by the fucking shard of glass, went to the hospital, couldn't help me, sent me to another hospital, needed a blood transfusion. I'm O positive, so it was complicated. Got the blood, got the surgery, survived, but I went through this fucking like transformative experience at like six and then my father was a drunk and going to rehab and 
DUIs, DUIs, and it's 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 insane. But I'm all I'm saying is I don't think you need to go through all of this to get a little bit of appreciation going. (laughs) I hope you don't, and I hope that like that's not the case. But you know, before you get to that point, before you have to go through that shit, take my advice: stop and smell the fucking roses. Now, on the bright side, I'm coming back next week. We got the equipment. Everything's fine. Be sure to continue to support the show by listening every fucking week. Spread the gospel. Unfunnykevin.com. The Unfunny Kevin Show at gmail.com. Uh, support Tapped In at tappedinmusic.com. Tapped In on Instagram. And continue to listen. Uh, I apologize for the fucking uh, IT situation last week. But I might be able to crank out a bonus episode this week so keep listening and uh fucking love you guys take care